I V M. Hello and welcome to episode number 136 of IVM Likes. My name is Abbas. I'm in the studio with uh, my fellow IVM staffers Darius. What's up? And Antariksh. Hey. And uh, Saishi is in the studio but she you will not hear her because she has decided to take on the professional role of a producer for this Ooh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um IVM Likes is a show in case you have never heard one of our previous 135 episodes uh, firstly do that uh, but in case you've never heard it IVM is uh, the podcast network India's premier podcasting network and IVM Likes is a show where the staffers of IVM recommend you some cool stuff that they have been experiencing watching reading and in the second half we take one topic we deep dive into it and we discuss it in further detail Today we will be talking about one of the most prolific Hollywood directors of our time at least if not yep. all time Quentin yep. Tarantino we'll talk a bit about his his recent movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yes. and uh, we will rate our favorite Tarantino films but before that in the first half let's quickly do a round of recommendations so uh, who wants to go first Antrik you want to go first Yep sure Hey guys my recommendation this week is a YouTube channel uh, it's a musician and rapper uh i think i don't know why i differentiated that right? so rappers are also musicians yeah, yeah. the venn diagram yeah. uh, overlaps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a channel called hovi benjamin hovi is spelled with a v okay. and this guy is a comedy musical uh, rapper i would say okay. makes amazing beats for uh-huh. uh, his videos and his songs and there's some really funny songs i think i showed you a couple of songs yesterday <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> Like some really fun, like especially for the Indian audience, we will absolutely love this guy because this guy has a song called "Send Bobs." <laughs> <laughs> and if you're an Indian male, you yeah. know exactly you know, what yeah. Bob refers to. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and uh, and veganas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobs and veganas. <laughs> this song, some really funny songs. Would like he has a yeah. song called uh, "Past My Prime," mm-hmm. where uh, some kids throw a basketball at him, mm-hmm. and he has to throw it back. Mm-hmm. And the song goes, "Hey, I just realized something." I'm past my athletic prime <laughs> because the ball just goes over him. Right. So he's like, so at the end of that verse, he's like, uh, but but well, I I think I still got my my sexual prime. <laughs> and he's like, Let me double check that online. <laughs> According to Cosmo magazine, I sexually peaked at 18. I'm past my sexual prime. <laughs> so now you he's memorized these songs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Literally, I've been listening to this guy for five days. There's like a lot That's of it. great music out there. But I know. I absolutely agree. <laughs> absolutely, I think this guy should be doing a lot better on YouTube because he has only so 70k followers. He like seems to be someone who's similar to like the weird Al Yankovic kind of. Yeah, uh, I would say like uh, more kind of Lonely Island. Oh, like okay. a like uh, a little dicky like kind of. Yeah, little dicky. Correct, correct, exactly. Yeah, mm. like little dicky. I have no uh, idea who Lil Dicky is. I mean, again, I, I found out Lil Dicky because of this guy. <laughs> Normally, okay. it would work the other way around because Lil Dicky was like was it was it while uh, listening to Sexual Prime. What up? No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lil Dicky should make a, a song on Bob's and Vagena. That way, all the Vagena. Yeah. <laughs> We're just diversifying just, yeah. the <laughs> word. We're frenchifying the word. <laughs> 
Oh, we're gone. <laughs> but what is his song called? The one uh, send 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 Bob's send Bob's. So, and another song is really great. Is no, but uh, I just want to talk about. So Antarik played it for me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally the guy has taken real comments Correct. by Indian guys yeah. who slide into DMs of rhyme. girls, and he's just made a song out of it. Yeah, and it's and, and those those screenshots actually play on screen while yeah. he's singing those and lines. Actually, a catchy song. Yeah, it's a great. Which is which is yeah. even worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's stuck in your head. Dude. I don't know whether I feel proud as an Indian that you took inspiration <laughs> from us to make this song, but but this guy isn't Indian, right? He's not. He's, he's not. not Indian. Okay. Do you think he should have way more than seventy thousand yeah, subscribers? Yeah, man, for sure. Mm. Let's get Without a doubt, all the fans of TCS. Is his music to available on like iTunes and Spotify? Uh, I actually haven't stuff. checked. I just checked him out uh, on Instagram today morning. I think I think he has like quite a lot, more than twenty k followers. Okay. Uh, but again, he should be doing a lot better than that. Right. I don't know. Maybe he's just bad at self marketing or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Uh, but maybe he'll be huge in like the coming. For sure, I, I actually see that happening. For sure. All right. So what's what's the channel called again? Hovi Benjamin. Can Some, you just spell that? H O V E Y. Hovi Benjamin. Benjamin spells right. as Benjamin spells. Cool. Hovi Benjamin, please check out send send to Bob. Send Bob. Send, send Bob's uh, show again. <laughs> uh, also, a song called Astrology. I'm sitting harder than you. Antarik's playlist essentially is is what he's recommending. Yep. Cool. Uh, what do you have, Darius? From for this episode, I have a a game. Okay. It's by Catch Up or Catch App. Sorry, okay. pun intended. And uh, they have made a game called Two Cars. Okay. Two Cars is basically a game where they uh, have four lanes uh-huh. and it's two cars, but it's single player. Okay. Okay. That's wait. the two cars, four lanes, but single player. <laughs> but single player. So you're controlling two cars at the same time. All right. So you use the left side of your brain and the right side of your brain at the same time. Oh. Okay. So it's a big stress buster. That's what they say. But, but uh, from what I gather, the right side of your brain is creative, and the left side is logical. Or is it the other way around? No, no. I'm pretty sure the right okay. side is creative and the left side is logical. I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So basically, you've got to use the two sides of your brain, got the it. and the logical side. Got it. And uh, the game is very simple. There are just these squares, which are blocks on the way, mm-hmm. and there are circles. You have to catch the circles and avoid the squares while driving two cars at the same time. So in case you want to get like uh, refresh your mind, but this actually is using both sides of your brain because. If you tapped into one side of the brain, wouldn't just use one side of the brain. Do you mean two both sides of your uh, screen? Uh, <laughs> both sides of the screen by using two sides of your yeah. brain. I mean, your brain has to multitask essentially on both sides. So you yeah. could say. And it's, it's like one game. So it's like one game. Yes. You could say like it's a. But I, I can see that because it's a multiplayer game for one player. Yeah. So yeah, but I can I can see too. where the creative angle comes in because, like you said, squares and circles are shapes, right? So I oh, I guess, yes. uh, yeah. So yeah, it is a bit confusing. Shapes. Sometimes I hit a square thinking it's a circle. So but <laughs> it, but uh, I'm I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm yeah, I assume, can't tell. Is that a joke <laughs> or is that true? No, it is true. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming the circles and squares are different for different lanes and for no, they're all the same. So all the same. There are four lanes, and there'll be squares and circles on either lane. And the, exactly, the, yeah. the thing with the game is that if you miss a circle, uh-huh. you have to collect all the circles basically. Right. If you miss one circle, the game's over. So you have Damn. to make sure that you get all your circles. And and what happens when you get all of them? It's just a continuous. Uh, <laughs> wow! It's an endless more, more circles and squares. Whoa. The game just speeds up, and uh, you just make a high score and just brag it about uh, your okay. friends. Got it. Yeah. Nice. What's the game called? Two it's cars. Called two cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is your favorite endless runner games? Do you have others? 
Do you like Endless Runner? I'll, I'm still, not a big I'm fan. Still, uh, I used to play a lot of uh, Subway Surfers. Yeah, Subway Surfers yeah, seems Robbie, to be like yeah, the right. like the winner there. Also, that uh, Temple. Temple, temple Run used yeah, to be people, the thing yeah, right. once upon a time, but I guess yeah. Temple's just he just Suck. got <laughs> <laughs> he got bored of Temple's. <laughs> also, that was Antarik Singh Temple Suck. Uh, that's not a well, opinion held by. I can't say it, Abbas. You can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay then. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, two cars. So two anything cars. else you want to say about what what cars are these? Like are these, these are just your normal. Do they at least update update the cars with various levels? That's what you wouldn't get from the game. You would just get a normal blue and a red car. That's it. Oh, okay. Okay. At least very if, basic, very minimalistic. Right. The the thing that um, they added in the game is that it's a very they added the music, which mm. kinda is a meditative. You you mean they don't play send bobs? They don't the play send bobs. No, <laughs> this is more it's very like meditative, very okay. soothing kind of music in a very stressful environment. So oh, that's it's a very yeah. See now it makes more sense the left and right side of the way. Yeah. It's it's meditative, but right. you have but, to be competitive. But, yeah. Also, uh, though I would argue that send bobs is very meditative as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. and this is available on this is Android. on Android, iOS, everywhere. Cool. So check it out. All right, so. Two cars is the is the recommendation from Dallas, and I'll round it up with my recommendation. So today I have a very low engagement uh, uh, TV show to recommend. Okay. It's a show called Funny You Should Ask. Uh, all the episodes are on YouTube. It's a very straightforward game show. There are two contestants. There is a host. Uh, the host asks general knowledge questions to the contestants, but they don't have to answer it. To answer the questions, you have a panel of six comedians. All right. Oh, wow. The questions are asked to them. and they just have to uh, uh, guess if it's true or false but they don't just do that okay so they get the question they crack a few jokes about the question and then they give their opinion whether they think it's true or false okay. and then the contestants just have to agree or disagree with their answer is it like a comedy central show what is it it's kind of a comedy central show but it's for youtube like okay. it's exclusive for youtube the comedians on the panel actually pretty famous comedians you have gabriel iglesias oh, stephany wow. haddish oh, wow. uh what's the Mo- moshe kashur's wife moshe uh, natasha lajero natasha lajero is yeah. on one of the episodes if many of the comics are people who've done like uh, side roles in friends and how i met your mother you may oh, not nice. know them by name but you yeah. identify their faces mm. nice. so it's a it's a very fun yeah, like you can have it playing in the background while you're checking your phone or whatever it's essentially they give you the setup with the questions the comedians crack the punch lines then they give an answer about so you you're getting to know general knowledge yet at the same time you're getting some jokes and yeah if the if the contestant is correct they win a, a, a bit of money and then there's a showdown round where the whole thing ha- so instead of two the, the, the higher highest higher scorer then goes to the final round and then the whole thing kind of happens in a more rapid fire way Nice. How so, long is yeah. this episode? 18 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're all on YouTube. And, they're all on YouTube. Uh, the channel is called Funny You Should Ask. And who's the host? Is the host the is a game show guy. I don't remember oh, his name. He's just not a comedian. Picture. Not a comedian. Not a, not a comedian, but uh, he gets well along. Like the back and forth with the host is. Is it, is like, is it Drew Carey? It's not Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, think of whose line is it anyway? But instead of improv games, it's a it's a proper game show. Okay. Nice. So yeah. Wow, you just this whose line is that? No, I didn't. I mean, I'm like, it's not an improv. Show they're not doing scenes. No, I don't care, but I'm just speaking for the other <laughs> whose line. Whose line rocks, guys? It's a <laughs> evergreen recommendation from Absolutely. me. Whose line is it anyway? Whether yeah. it's Drew Carey version or Aisha Tyler's you version. You like the Aisha Tyler version? I do. It it took a while for for it to grow on me. But would you still like Drew Carey back? I would. Yes. <laughs> so have you seen the Drew Carey's improvaganza? I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of yeah. it. It's amazing. Have you seen Drew Carey's The Green Room? 
No, no. Is it just become a Drew? No, no, no. It's a Drew Carey off now. Have you seen Drew Carey? Uh, no, what's what's this show? Have you seen the, the prices the, right though? That's also that's uh, pretty I awful always, actually. <laughs> as long as it's not hard on my wallet, the price is always right. <laughs> Spoken like a true artist. Yes. What's what's Drew Carey's green room uh, about? So basically, it's bas- the same show, uh-huh. uh, like what they would do at Improvaganza in front of a live audience. But they are doing it in a green screen, like okay. in front of a green screen. Uh-huh. So what they do is they shoot the entire episode okay. and then hand it off to a see, uh, uh, whatever, like Editor. some artists, uh-huh. and, uh, okay. who will then animate uh-huh. everything that they're acting out. Like if this guy's acting like a cowboy, these guys animate Got a cowboy, it. and uh-huh. it's hilarious. No costume budget. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's very well done. So it's like if if in the scene they talk about a dinosaur, they'll actually animate. They'll actually dinosaur. animate the dinosaur. Got it. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, I should check it out. Yeah. Nice, nice to get recommendations while you're recommending. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Funny, you should ask. Uh, it's a very funny show. Check it out. Uh, and uh, with that, we will uh, recap our recommendations. Antariksh, you recommended Hovi Benjamin, H O V E Y Benjamin on YouTube. Uh, uh, Dallas. Dallas, you like so long, Abbas. <laughs> Yeah, I blanked out for a minute. I should play more Two Cars, which <laughs> which you recommended, and Two yeah. Cars by Catch Up on Android and iOS. Yeah, and uh, my recommendation, of course, funny. You should ask. Uh, cool. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we will list our favorite Tarantino films. We'll see you on the other side of this break. And we're back on IVM Likes. I still have Darius and Antariksh with me. Before we start our uh, uh, conversation round, uh, Saishri just told us in the break that uh, we were talking about whose line is it anyway. Yeah. And Aisha Tyler and Wayne Brady, who's one of the cast members on Whose Line, apparently <laughs> used to date when Aisha Tyler started hosting. Yeah. Which would be like or such an awkward. Or have they just awkward. broken up? They have just broken up. They just, just broken up. Yeah. Oh, did I say start dating? Yeah, yeah. No, I meant stop dating. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, now th- this makes me want to rewatch those episodes in a whole new light. Yeah, now. this is the tension. I look you know. for. Also, some... it must be so awkward working with your ex, though, man. And it just just broke up. I want to still see her every day. Yeah, That's... Paris. Any opinions about that? I kind of live that life, so I can't what? relate. What? Who? You did you break up with someone in office? What? Not in office, okay. but like dating, like chilling with your ex. Like I oh, chilling with your ex. I thought mean, working, you've worked with an ex. Have you? But still, no, it depends on no, how much you like. You thought her, right? very long and hard about that. And no, I was just uh, forming the sentence in my mind. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, this episode should probably the second half should have gone first, and the first half should have gone second because it's a Tarantino episode, guys. And if there's something he's known for, it's for non-linear screenplays. Yeah. A very, very deep So we need to cut half of this, put it in the beginning. Then the second half of this, second yeah. half will be yeah. in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And then there'll be a shootout at the end. Yes. Uh, Nobody, three men enter, nobody leaves. Um, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's ironic also or not, but uh, Tarantino is known as such a dude bro director and yeah. we have three dudes on yeah. the show today. Yeah. Uh, but all three of us have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, we have. Yes. Uh, but before we go there, so uh, how, how long or how did you get introduced to Tarantino just very quickly? TV. Like uh, What was the first thing of his? I think Kill Bill was one of the first okay. movies I saw on oh, TV. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. starred on star movies. Right. And I watched, that was the first Tarantino movie that I watched. Antariksh? Uh, the first Tarantino movie I saw was uh, Death Proof, again on TV. Ah, okay. It was coming, I think, on Star Movies. or yeah. Back in the day that. when Indian TV yeah, used to, to screen cool. yeah, correct. <laughs> some cool stuff. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Death Proof, I 
fucking loved it. It was great. Uh, but That's then uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was like a Tarantino right, movie. Right. I just knew the movie because uh-huh. Kurt Russell in it and whatever. Sure. And uh, then I got into college, and in college I got introduced to Pulp Fiction very late in my life. Right. Uh, like as the span of Pulp Fiction goes, because mm-hmm. we were around for like more than twenty years now. Yeah. Uh, but I got introduced to it and fell in love. Mm. Like Pulp Fiction is a movie that I literally have on my phone at all times. Mm-hmm. If I ever get bored, I just start watching Pulp Fiction. I know entire scenes by heart. I love Can you the recite music. the entire monologue Ezekiel 25 Absolutely <laughs> dude Without no, a don't, doubt Don't start <laughs> Don't test this me This is about once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> Yeah uh, For me also it was Kill Bill Volume 1 I uh. remember that uh, uh, There was a DVD library I used to go to in Bangalore When I was studying Not studying dentistry Rather I used to watch a movie at night And uh, the DVD guy Actually recommended Kill Bill for me Which is very uh, strange Because Tarantino himself Used to be a video store clerk And I was introduced To Tarantino By a video store clerk clerk. So I saw Kill Bill And I was blown away Because it's like 17 movies in one movie It's like a kung fu movie It's an anime It's a western And all of that Uh, So I always look forward To a Tarantino film And this year was no different Uh, Once Upon a Time Did you like the the previous one Hateful Eight So I'll come to that Uh, Let's talk about Once Upon a Time first uh, it's a film that has been in the news for a very long time. It yep. was supposed to be Tarantino doing the Manson <laughs> murders. But, yeah. uh, by the way, we, we might be, we will be spoiling the film in yeah, case you haven't you seen it. So, Spoiler if alert. you haven't seen the film, pause this, download it, and uh, listen to it when you're done watching it. Because uh, we'll be getting into the details of the ending. But um, overall, uh, let me start by saying what I thought about the film. I thought it's a very unique Tarantino film in that it's a very hangout film. There is no plot as such for the film. It's a feel good film kind of, right? I wouldn't even call it feel good. It's a very... It's a very laid back kind of Laid back film. Like if you think of Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained, there was a propulsive motion driving the film to a point right hmm. that that this person has to do these things and which is why the sequence of events is leading you to that point so would you call this tarantino's tone of comedy in a i think I, this would, this would I don't think it's be. even that much of a comedy but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's a, yeah. It has a hazy, psychedelic yeah, feel to correct, it. Yeah. Especially the scenes where he goes to the to the ranch. And uh, he smokes meth. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, what is that? No, no acid. acid, acid uh, I, I want to speak about that. You can't smoke acid though. Like You can. You can't. You can. I, I, I believe you can it. dip it. You can oh my dip God. it in the car. Like, is offended. It's like, <laughs> yes, and, you uh, can. <laughs> no, but that's how it works. Man. No, you but can. like that releases all the acid and the chemicals that would go in your body. Like you'll just burn it away. Hmm. You can't smoke acid well, like you Only can... one way to find out if Let's it do it right now <laughs> I'm gonna sp- <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my drug uh, um, expertise is not as much But I was about to say The amount of cigarettes these guys smoke throughout the film Yeah and, for sure uh, Of course we watching the film in India The, yeah. the smoking is injurious to At oh one point God. I remember There were three different warnings on the screen Alcohol, smoke and drugs At the same time <laughs> yeah, At the same time <laughs> Uh, because he was taking an acid dipped cigarette so there yeah. was a cigarette and there was drugs and he was drinking so there was like three <laughs> warnings on the on the screen but uh, they yeah. do uh, they do a weird thing with uh, censor censorship in india yeah. I, I went to watch the movie and the very first scene where uh, this guy breaks into uh, like these nazi meeting and he blow like with yeah. the, the flamethrower flame yeah, yeah yeah he sets them on fire so he shouts die you nazi bitches or whatever he yeah. shouts and they I kid you not, they beep the word Nazi. Really? <laughs> not bitches. <laughs> in the first scene, in the very next scene, they let Nazi fly. 
So in my screening, none of the F words were beeped, but yeah. every time they said ass or bastard or uh, yeah, so Makes no I, sense. I think even the word cock was uh, beeped out. <laughs> I heard like point. they have cut out some scenes from this movie as well. Like there are some scenes that we yeah. actually didn't get to see. Okay, this is a tangent, but uh, talking about censorship, there was an episode of again the uh, totally different things. An episode of Friends, and I was watching it on uh, Comedy Central, uh. and I kid you not. They beep the word condom. Yeah. But they let, they showed it in subtitles. <laughs> yeah, they do that. It's so dumb, dude. But mm. it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Indian censorship. Yeah. Another episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you were making a point about things being beeped and left out. Yeah. By the way, the whole um, uh, Leonardo playing a Nazi killer is himself, Tarantino self-parodying Inglourious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. 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 So also yeah. though like ta- the acting was incredible. People can ma- some people will like the movie, some people won't. But you cannot say that the acting was bad. The acting was impeccable. I think the sure. acting was the thing that held it together. Me yeah, because like I said, there, there is yeah. no such pl- no plot as no, such really. in yeah. the film. Yeah. So you follow uh, uh, Leonardo, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. And I remember before the film was released, there was a bit of a criticism that Margot Robbie doesn't have a lot of speaking. Yeah, like she doesn't have many dialogue. I felt that. I thought that yeah. added to the yeah. to her role because. Yeah, you know, she 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 speaks so little, but yeah. still, there's so much she she has to do, and Correct. the way she expresses uh, what she has to express without. And words. I was watching so the interviews of the movie before that, and uh, they were saying that Margot Robbie's character, like Sharon Tate's character, was supposed to be like this ray of sunshine, yeah. which is a ray of sunshine, which is like guiding the movie mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. which I totally saw in the yeah. movie. Yeah. I totally agreed. She was like this uh, very colorful uh, thing on. Uh, I don't know. Did you just call her a thing? <laughs> a colorful, <laughs> she was this colorful plot device right. on screen. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, which was really cool to see. You know what I liked about the film is that we only see Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson. I'm saying Charles Manson in just in just one Once, scene. Yeah, correct. And I was and that uh, that scene made the trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That I was it. listening to an uh, interview of Tarantino where he's talks about the film where he said that so there were actually more scenes shot with uh, with the Manson character yeah. but he said that the more he wrote Manson into the script the more he thought he's justifying what he did mm. so he just didn't want that at all and uh, this is a this is a sort of uh, a parallel made in different movies also so like in Inglorious Bastards he hates the Nazis so he shows the Nazis are like stupid people like they, mm. they may be uh, a, a, a regime that is very daunting but at the end of the day, they are pompous assholes. And similarly, he does the same thing, I think, with the Manson family. And also it, with Bruce Lee, he did a bit. Oh yeah, what did you guys think about the I, Bruce Lee? You know Lee what, I, I was a huge Bruce Lee fan. Uh, but was? still, I loved this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, was a huge Bruce Lee fan. Like, I, didn't I still find, loved it. I didn't okay. find anything yeah. wrong with it though. Mm. And the, the sad thing is like now Tarantino is going around having to justify as to why he did that. I saw the interview, why yeah. he, did you watch this? I so did. His explanation was that Firstly, you shouldn't have to explain, man. It's art, yeah. right? And uh, his interpretation is his interpretation. What people take of it, he's not forcing you to watch right. it. Right. Uh, but one of the criticisms was from the Lee family, from Bruce Lee's yeah. family. Yeah. And his daughter was like, I don't want to see my dad being depicted as an asshole on yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like, Tarantino was saying, uh, whatever I've read and whatever I've... Uh, scene of Bruce Lee in, in his interviews. He is a little bit pompous. Yeah, he is pompous. You know who else is pompous? Tarantino, Tarantino himself. himself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
probably remembering things the way he wants to remember it yeah and uh, so we want to hear my hot take on 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 the on the whole cliff booth character yeah huh? so we never so there is there is a rumor going around in the movie that he maybe killed his wife yeah. right we never told whether he did it or not Correct. then we see a very f- brief flashback of him with his wife on a boat yeah. mm-hmm. and his wife is irritating him and then all we hear is a sound wave and it cuts off and yeah, we right. don't know whether She she fell or uh, okay, uh, uh, yeah. I think that is Tarantino's um, sort of Joker take. Moment. No, that is Tarantino's take on the whole Me Too movement. And oh. it doesn't matter if the man did it or not. Once it's out there that he maybe did it, <laughs> then, <laughs> <laughs> then his image kind of precedes it. And I think <gasps> I, I don't know, but it's like he worked with Weinstein for like however many years, like Harvey Weinstein, correct, Quentin Tarantino. Correct, So and and Tarantino is now seen as this out of place person who whether whether times are changing but he's still um, you know doing things a very he portrays women in a certain way in mm. his films. So I don't know. I just thought I just connected the dots there. I'm like maybe this is oh. his take on. It doesn't matter if he did it or not. Correct, correct. But it can be independent. It's, it's yeah. out there now. Yeah. So yeah. It's really cool, man. I, I yeah. never thought of it like that. So. <laughs> Anyone else have a hot take on Once Upon a Time? Uh, good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the music selection in the movie. Oh yeah, the music That's, selection. Dude, was, I was just I was just going to bring that up. Uh yeah, yeah. Just the just the scenes of Brad Pitt driving Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a point where he plays Hush by Deep Purple. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a really. Dude, I'm in love with a few songs already. There's a song called Los Bravos uh, mm. in the movie. Yeah, is yeah. in the trailer also. Los Bravos yeah. is the is the, the band a, that played the song. So like, yeah. the song is Bring a Little Love. Bring a Little Love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, the Los Bravos is the band, and it's just cool, mm. great and catchy, dude. Damn cool. He always has. Like, she, he has a knack uh, trying to replay what she just <laughs> shot on her phone, but let's carry on. <laughs> yeah, he has a knack. Tarantino has a knack for yeah. picking great soundtracks in yeah, his movies, dude. Always, and you always go back and listen to these songs, and you're like, "Fuck, these are great songs." Yeah. How does he find them? How does he have this catalog? Uh, like the, of music in his mind. So he's yeah. actually spoken about this as well. That there are time. There are. He writes scenes to music. Like he listens mm. to a song. and then he writes a scene wow which he he thinks will be will justify the music that he is listening to <laughs> instead wow. of it being the other way around like uh, opposite at the right. opposite yeah so he, he spoke, so the, i don't know if it's still out there but there was a uh, there was a version of the pulp fiction soundtrack which was released where at the end it's a 16 minute uh, talk from tarantino talking about how he chose music for pulp fiction oh. and uh, he says that for him there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure uh if he listens to a song like if he likes bob bob vagana yeah he, he genuinely loves bob vagana and he'll put it in a movie can you make a movie about bob vagana <laughs> <laughs> no please well, mr charantino let's do this yeah bob vagana vagana also sounds like uh, a mafioso right like a small yeah, guy tarantino yeah, character mafia crook yeah exactly my name's bob vagana yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um let's just talk about the ending what do you guys think of the ending so here's what here's what i think guys okay, since okay. i was <laughs> <laughs> so for me the rest of the movie is on one hand yeah. and the ending is on the other i am not sold on the ending i do I, i'll tell you why because i i just think 
it drops all pretense and becomes a facade like if it becomes an snl sketch okay because the moment we see the manson family in the car planning to kill these people mm. and from that moment on it's just a, it just becomes a farce like oh my god i forgot the keys let me go get the keys it, it's a great standalone Correct. comedy piece like if tarantino was like i'm going to direct an snl sketch about the manson murders and if it was this yeah i'd be like my god hilarious but in, for me the film did not lead up to this point were you right? were you aware of the whole silent eight and the manson i was yeah. yeah so i uh, wasn't that well versed on right. story okay so what yeah. did you think so of so i uh, uh, I thought the movie's end was a little weird because I wanted it to go. I I was loving it till that right, point, right? I, like adoring that movie till that point, and then that's why I wanted the end to be a little bit longer. Okay. I wanted a little more after that because okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't know that uh, these guys are supposed to break into Shanti's house, which I found out after the movie. Okay. And uh, so yeah, like I I would have liked to see her his interaction with Shanti or uh, just further in his career or something. Yeah, when I'm a little I'm, mixed on yeah. the the ending, I like, feel like I actually like don't was, know what else I would have ideally liked, but I know I would have wanted something a little bit more. It was it, it was a little underwhelming. Like there should have been some sort of closure. Like it just yeah. when the movie ended, I was like, oh, it, is it done? Right. Huh. Exactly. It just, exactly. It just exactly. felt like that. I feel yeah. like if you could. Did, did you know them. about the Sharon Tate movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew about that. Yeah. And were you expecting to see her get get murdered? Yeah, on I, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought she would be killed. That's what I, I had a discussion with. Uh, with antariksh before as well uh-huh. and uh, basically it's an alternate uh, right, plot alternate. that they've done so again here's my thing right he's do he's been doing this alternate history things for yeah. the last three yeah. movies that he's made Correct. in inglorious bastards he had the jews kill hitler in uh, django he had a slave uh, uh, free himself, plantation yeah. right and yeah. himself i think in both those cases right i mean in inglorious bastards there are so many things happening that the hitler dying subplot is almost secondary Mm. like okay yeah. he's done now let's get back to hans landa who's built as a even more uh, uh, threatening figure than okay. hitler yeah. so that's yeah. almost done away with and it's gone mm. in django i can believe okay there maybe there was this one plantation which had a slave who rebelled and actually got his freedom in this i think he's deliberately making an alternate history where he's like they they never died and you know mm. this yeah. this act this director went on to have a prolific career you know so i think it's just it's like back doing back to the futureing back to the futureing oh. the future <laughs> uh talking about leo in the film uh mm. you remember those scenes where uh, the he, western the western all those yeah. cutaways to yeah. westerns yeah. and him doing various things was <laughs> yeah. too cool yeah. i loved every single one of those moments but one of those scenes where he's talking uh, where he's acting with timothy olyphant uh-huh. uh i think they're sitting in like a, a saloon yeah uh, like they talk about those bars yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and then they then he's like he breaks character in the movie and he goes la la line line yeah, yeah, yeah. i loved that, that scene that, his acting yeah. was so great his transition yeah. from within that character to rick dolton and then back into that character was just amazing i actually like the follow up after that scene so he goes back to his trailer and yeah. he has this really special mental breakdown and like i was like yeah. relatable and <laughs> that little girl was so cool oh yeah she, she was, was really awesome. good yeah and like yeah. this is the best acting i was seen and exactly. he starts crying that's awesome yeah. but but you you see what he's done right i mean um, he actually shows you the scene yeah. as it's supposed to be seen correct yeah. and that show is actually a real show that existed in the 60s really Whoa. and there are i've heard podcasts where people said that show was isn't that good so oh, this wow. is tarantino Nailing telling you that better. like if you saw shaktiman as a kid it's a shit show but for you back then yeah. 
it was the most amazing thing ever right mm. yeah, so yeah. when you show how you perceived that thing so for tarantino that was like the most serious most uh, elegantly made thing in the world but okay, wow. in objectively it was a badly made western mm. so yeah that's one point of view that's really cool uh, cool let's uh, do our top 5 tarantino we want to do top 3 what do you want to do Uh, top five top, works. Top yeah. five, cool. Uh, so how do we do this? Five, all of four, us, three, two, one. Right. All right. of us give our five, five, five. All of us give our five to one. Okay. Let's let's do all of us. Let's let's start with five. Atrik, what's your number five? Uh, number five, I will have to say. Uh, <laughs> You're just making the list. <laughs> I'm just making the list. I know. Okay. I know what my number one, two, three are. I don't. I can't think about I've five. Do you have a number five, Darius? I've only seen five Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing. Okay, number perfect. five. Number huh. five will be Reservoir Dogs. Really? Okay. I mean, I would have put it up there, but then I, I'm making this list. I realized, dude, he has some great. That's <laughs> true. How are you gonna? So yeah, Reservoir Dogs is good. Uh, number five. Wait, I was picking the worst movie, like Kill Bill two. So number five, I would give Kill Bill Volume one. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. Kill Bill Volume one was. Pretty good. Though. Yeah. Again, all his movies are pretty good. Yeah, you? that's that's, <laughs> that's the. Yeah. So you had Reservoir Dogs yeah. at number five. Yeah. Atrix. Mine is also Reservoir Dogs. Hey! Actually. <laughs> टेंशन इन द फिल्म that the bank robbery has gone wrong and oh my god we might get caught yeah uh, it's a sure. 93 minute film uh, all i think all of tarantino's l- latest films have been very bloated they're two and a half three hours long i don't think especially hateful eight could have done with some uh, you know major uh, cutting um, you know what what that's your number 1 no hateful eight is actually there in my list uh, it's in your top 5 my number 4 is hateful eight oh i really great like segue. that movie. really <laughs> yeah That's my I, second least, uh, no, third least favorite Tarantino film. Really? Tell me, tell me why you. Why I you loved it, it because uh, it's again a western that he mm. does westerns really well. It's based in snow. That was the whole backdrop <laughs> where they can't get out of the house. True. Yeah. Out of the barn. Again, tension. Great. Yeah, yeah, tension yeah. is great. And dude, the actors he got for that movie. Mm. The Samuel L. Jackson Tatum has a cameo, not a cameo, yeah. more than a cameo, but. Uh, Then uh, Kurt Russell shows up, yeah. and uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Roth is in the movie. Tim Roth is in the movie. Uh, uh, the guy from Reservoir Dogs, with uh, Vincent Da Vega. Uh, I forgot his oh, name. We should But, be good with names once again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like the movie was great, man. Uh, that actress who was nominated for uh, the <laughs> that actress, <laughs> that actress. Oscar, I forgot her name. I'll Google them. Uh, uh, Michael Madsen is uh, yeah, uh, correct, Michael Madsen. The actor yeah. you're talking about, yeah. Jennifer Jason Leigh is. Yes, she uh, is, Yeah. She is the only female who holds up really well in a in a, in a room full of. Correct. I think there are two two females, two female, two female and, characters and, and that, who holds up really well in a room full whole, of men. I, I remember that great moment in the movie where uh, uh, Samuel Jackson's character is talking to that old man. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just going to say that yeah. that thing, that girl, that, yeah. that old man. That movie there. buffs can't you tell? Yeah, uh, he's just sitting there in the barn, uh, and uh, apparently it turns out that Samuel Jackson killed that guy's mm-hmm. son. You remember the spoilers, guys? For yeah. Hateful Eight. Again, <laughs> I haven't seen Hateful Eight. It's not one of my wow. favorite. <laughs> well, but that whole scene just was so well done, and uh, the only guy being Bruce Dern, guys. Uh, yeah, but a so lot he, of people do give a lot of hate to Hateful Eight because yeah. it's easy to easy to hate something which has hate in the name. 
So, I, I just think it was bloated. It was over long. It has some great performances, yeah, yes. But yeah. instead of a three-hour film, it could have easily been like a like a two-hour two film. Okay, I like the slow burns in Tarantino films. Uh, like, I like it. Again, I mean, as I said, like I mean, there's slow burn and then there's just stretching okay, gum out till it's torn. Like, again, that, that's what I said, though, right? Like that, I would have, I would have liked once upon a time in Hollywood to have been longer a little bit. Really? Yeah. What? Okay. I wanted to see a little bit more after I think that. The ending made you feel that you wanted Maybe. it to be longer. That, that's I feel like too. if it had a perfect ending, it would have been like, oh, yeah, this yeah, was, was, great this was longer yeah. than I expected. Correct. What's your number four, Dallas? My number four is Reservoir Dogs. Oh, he's put it a place yeah. above both of yeah. us. Yeah, I mm. liked Reservoir Dogs. I feel like there was a good build up. I mean, you kind of knew who the. What was it? The, the cop. The cop yeah. was. Yeah, the, undercover the undercover cop, cop yeah. in it. But I loved the build up. I loved how he. How everyone was just trying to rat each other out, right, yeah, and which led to that Mexican standoff, and everyone yeah. just basically killing themselves. Right. And yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. What's your number four? Uh, oh, my nice. number four is Jackie Brown. Oh, nice. So uh, I, I believe neither of you have seen Jackie Brown. No. So Jackie Brown, I think, is his more most mature film yet, and yet it's in that same oeuvre of gangster films. Okay. So yeah, I think uh, it's not as hyper as Reservoir Dogs. It's not as uh, um, sort of brilliant as Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. it it sits pretty much very comfortably in between the both of them. I think it's a, it's a very good film. Actually, I think you might like it if you like a slow burn. You will yeah. like Jackie Brown. Monica. Again, the music is really good uh, used in the movie. And Jackie Brown was one of those films when I saw it first. I didn't really like it, but the more I've seen it, the more I've uh, sort of learned to like it. And again, a killer performance by Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that's true. yeah. What's your number three? Uh, number three, I'm thinking between either Django mm-hmm. or uh, or Death Proof. I really love both. You know, them. Django and Death Proof are my nine and ten. What is that? Tarantino pantheon. Yeah. Death Proof also. Death Proof is yeah number nine for me. Death Proof well, is badass. Uh, Abbas would be bumpers. Django is number three for me. Then. For you too. Uh, hey, okay. Also, Django is my <laughs> least favorite Tarantino film. Dude, I love that. And I've, I, I was speaking to uh, uh, Darius before. I, why am I forgetting your name today? I don't know, man. <laughs> before we started recording, I think it's not as much a Tarantino thing for Django Unchained. I'm not a big fan of Jamie Fox. Oh, really? I love so, Jamie yeah. Fox. So yeah, maybe I, that's I that has to do it. Okay. So, bo- both of you have Django, Django at number yeah, three. Okay. Yeah. My number three is Pulp Fiction. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I mean need not say much. Everything about the film is iconic. No, yeah, correct, yeah. It's I think it's the most rewatchable Tarantino film. Yeah. Like you said, you have it on your phone all yeah. the time. So yeah. even yeah. if I'm watching it from the middle of the film, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. watch it yeah. till the end. Yeah. Great cast. It just Great redefined cast. everything about that cinema. That Christopher Walken scene, dude. Yeah, yeah. That watch gold, scene. Gold yeah. Watch. This watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Antariksh also a great impersonator uh, by the way he was impersonating uh, various comedians for me last uh, one night one of our IVM hosts I can impersonate pretty well who? Naveen Narona oh yeah uh, go ahead okay uh, <laughs> did do Naveen doing Tarantino rating okay uh, so so my favorite movie is uh, uh, I would say my uh, second favorite uh, Tarantino uh, film so my uh my second favorite Tarantino film that became a little Farhan Akhtar I think <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I can do Farhan Akhtar and Naveen in the same answer at the same time <laughs> same yeah. time yeah. Uh, but as Antariksh what's your number 2 <laughs> my number 2 is Inglorious Bastards Ooh, mm. close that's mm. a great film that's everyone will say yes. yes I can and, see uh, why you're leading up to number 1 yes of is course is it the <laughs> on your phone yes it is <laughs> <laughs> that is the one yes 
what about you, Darius? Number two. I just realized I've just seen four, four movies. <laughs> You've just seen four Tarantino movies? <laughs> You're gonna make one up now? I'm gonna make one. So this amazing number two spot that I picked is Pulp Fiction. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, nice. Love that movie. Uh, I, I'm I'm taking by now we can take it for granted that Once Upon a Time did not make any no, of our no, no, no. Okay. Once Upon a Time is quintessentially the least Tarantino movie Ooh, I would not I mean I wouldn't quite say that uh, I put it at number 7 uh, on my list of top 10 uh, so I've put Hateful Hit, Death Proof and Django all below Once Upon a Time <laughs> so we have all different uh, uh, views on all of us it's just yeah. scattered, all, scattered all, all, all around like Tarantino's uh, movies yeah. <laughs> um, so you said your number two was Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction okay yeah. uh, want to say something about Pulp Fiction it's a very easy uh, watchable movie very laid back the, the lines the dialogue, the dialogue also oh, is yeah. also so easy so like very uh, quote worthy mm. dialogues mm. yeah Nice. Uh, my number two is Kill Bill Volume 1 Oh nice It's the film that Introduced me to Tarantino yeah. Like I said okay. At the top okay. of the okay. discussion I saw Like I saw Kill Bill Volume 1 And I wanted to see Every film ever made Whether it was a Kung Fu movie Whether it was a French nice. New nice. Wave yeah. film Whether it was yeah. a um, You know Western That so, movie ignited Your love for movies Ignited my love for movies So for me That will always be uh, yeah. Special Kill Bill Volume 1 I think Volume 2 Is very different Tonally from Volume 1 I yeah. think Volume 1 Is a superior film Okay uh, They both work well In Unision Tar- Tarantino himself Considers both of them As one film But I don't I think uh, volume 2 Is a different film So for me Kill Bill volume 1 Is 2 You think uh, he considers uh, Them as one film So that he can make One more film Because he says He's making 10 Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's actually Teased making a Kill Bill volume 3 With the oh. daughter So again See that's when, my excuse when was the last All three of them Are one movie The last yeah. uh, I mean, When the, was it released like, I mean both of them Were released back. 6 months apart uh, In 2003 Wow okay. yeah. Again see that's what it, was, it was supposed to be one film But then Miramax was like Nobody will buy a three and a half hour film okay. So you better chop it up in two So he did that I thought uh, of a very offensive joke <laughs> No it's okay You can We'll, we'll just cut it say out? It. We'll cut it out okay. if it's too offensive uh, uh, Miramax wanted to cut it in two Because Weinstein needed more actresses in his room <laughs> And casting roles <laughs> Boom this will land up somewhere in the vault of IVM. <laughs> the archive. Okay. Uh, so, let's do the drum roll. What's yes. on number one? Antrush. Mine is... Uh, uh, how, what is that? How does it start? Wait. <laughs> Good thing you clarified. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, we want to say two lines about perfection. Uh, dude, greatest it's movie. It's always on your ever. phone. Apart it's from always that. on my phone. I'll play scenes from it right now if you want, dude. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts in the movie mm-hmm. is uh, when uh, after uh, Samuel Jackson's great, the the big speech in the first scene. Yeah. After he shoots uh, bread. Does he look like a bitch? Yeah. Does he? Huh. Why trying to f- like a bitch, bro? Uh, uh, yeah. So why these? Uh, they shoot uh, Vincent and uh, Samuel who shoot Jules shoot the guy. Mm. And the very next scene is Marcellus. Mm, talking uh, to Bruce talking Willis. Talking to Bruce Willis. Mm. I love the With transition the song there. Playing in the background. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love that song, dude. So great. And uh, I know that. I love that speech. Like, I, I think okay. you're going to find mm. when all this mm. shit is done, mm. I think you're mm. going to find yourself one smile. He's probably the one of the best directors to direct monologues. Absolutely. Yeah, he just knows how to hold, a, For sure. yeah. hold the screen. What yeah. about you, Darius? What's your number one? My number one would be. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, nice. You know yes. what? Uh, I definitely will agree is superior in Inglorious Bastards than in Pulp Fiction. Is Pulp Fiction has this 
that very irritating French chick. Pulp Fiction. Like oh, yeah. uh, the Bruce Willis. Zed's Zed dead. No, no, Zed's Bruce Willis. No, that's the a great line. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Zed's dead is an artist name. No, yeah. there's a, yeah. a band called Zed's you, dead. You mean the girl? Like who Bruce the girl Bruce Willis is dating. Yeah. in the movie, who has a very wonderful line about. T- sensation or touching or something like that but anyway why do you find her irritating that whole that whole like plot line can like i will mostly skip past that plot line because i don't want to i don't know that seems like a slower part in an otherwise like this happening movie but i understand why tarantino would have put it there because it's a slow part in an otherwise happening movie mm-hmm. uh, so i need some nice like Uh, my number one is also Inglorious Bastards. Mm. I think that's the peak of Tarantino. I think uh, he he built up to the peak f- from his '90s films, uh, Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, yeah. uh, Kill Bill was there, and then he hit peak with Inglorious, and I think since then he's been kind of on a I won't say decline, but he's he's been doing his own thing. He's been making films that he wants to make. I think Inglorious was. Everything about a Tarantino film so that's good about a Tarantino. You're saying uh, Tarantino is going through his M Night Shyamalan phase, <laughs> but his no, M Night Shyamalan phase is still excellent. <laughs> Better, yes. yeah. So that's a wrong. Uh, I mean, I remember. So I had uh, Inglorious Bastards came out in 2009. I had gotten knee deep into Tarantino in about 2008. So I was really looking forward to Inglorious when it was about to release, nice. and you know, it met all my expectations. I mean, the casting of the entire film. Where mm. did he find Christoph Waltz? I Correct. do not know. Correct. But thank the gods, he did. And yeah. his performance as well. Exactly. Just exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. is amazing. That that first scene. The dude, starting scene that of. Scene. Uh, that scene alone is think, like yeah, a movie on, on, correct, on its correct, own. Correct. Can't top that, I think yeah. it's it's also like Tantino is great at opening scenes, right? He knows how to capture an audience's attention. Mm. Uh, yeah. So he's he's great at those, man. He's always he always hits the spot with those. Uh, the fact that I've seen a theater full of people uh, sit and watch a film that's like seventy percent in German yeah, and French wow. yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. all languages apart from English and with subtitles and that whole tavern scene that's like right in the middle the of the film. Yeah, with the Michael where he's just building, building, oh, building dude. to the tension, and uh, finally it breaks. Yeah. Um, the way. It's uh, it's an ode to the Second World War yet at, for for the love of movies because the climax takes place in a movie hall and just every single thing of the the music, uh, uh, Shoshana getting ready, getting dressed in red with a David Bowie song playing mm. from the eighties in a film that's set in the forties. Wow. Like it's just everything about that film is magnificent. I yeah. think that that's that's easily for till now Tarantino's peak yeah. for me. So yeah. So one is this countdown, all our five fives, and then. Sure. So yeah. my uh, five was Reservoir Dogs. My number four was uh, Jackie Brown. My number three was Pulp Fiction. My number two was Kill Bill Volume One, and my number one was Inglorious Bastards. I think Pulp Fiction is the one that made it to all three of our lists. I think it's that kind of movie that it's so yeah. casual. You just add it to. Yes, it's true. Antariksh, are you still with us? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> just uh. I forgot what my number four was. <laughs> okay, yeah, number five uh, was Reservoir Dogs. Number four was Hateful Eight. I forgot what I said. <laughs> it's Hateful Eight now. Uh, number three is Django and Death Proof. Yeah, I was right. Hateful Eight number mm-hmm. four. Number three is Django and uh, Death Proof. Number two is Inglorious Bastards, and number one is. Pulp Fiction, baby. Even your your one and two uh, Inglorious and Pulp, weren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, number five was Kill Bill Volume One. Mm-hmm. Number four was Reservoir Dogs. Number three, Django Unchained. Number two, Pulp Fiction, and number one, Inglorious Bastards. Nice. Yeah. 
All right, cool. So that was our list of uh, our top five uh, Tarantino films. Uh, please send us your list. Tell us what you thought of. Uh, what is the film we discussed? Once upon a time yeah, in Hollywood. Darius um, uh, was just mentioning that we totally skipped the feet. Uh, fit fetish yeah. of Tarantino uh, foot fetish so if you want to drop in uh, the mail to our office with your feet please, please do don't, that please, <laughs> don't, please don't send us images of your feet as well it's just a uh, yeah. yeah so that was our episode this week I hope you had fun if there's anything you want us to talk about please uh, send your recommendations in to us we are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter Instagram and Facebook you can follow us personally on our social media handles my handle on Twitter is Abbas Momin and uh, on Instagram it's Abbas Momin 88 Antariksh You can find me on Instagram At Antariksh T A-N-T-A-R-I-K-S-H T I thought you were Spelling Tarantino For a second But you weren't That's a long Might as well have That is what You can find me On Instagram I'm D-A-R-U-S D-S-O-U-Z-A On Instagram The J is silent and I'm not much on Twitter, so just follow me. His actual spelling is D J R U S, but the J is silent, guys. Yeah. Get it? Please laugh. I'm trying to crack uh-huh. a joke here. My oh, actual yeah. initials are Darius Edwin D'Souza, so it's like D A D. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, just like my soul. Just like, just like my soul. Yeah. Our producer just yelled something out. What is it, Saishri? Uh, He's dead on the inside, yeah. is it? Oh, nice. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week on another episode. Till then, bye-bye. See you.